Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up, you've used personal savings to fund a new business venture, which you expect to take a year to be financially self-sufficient. You can't see the point in taking a salary until then, but might you be missing out on tax and other advantages? Plus, recent HSE statistics show that 22% of ill health reports are due to occupational lung disease caused by exposure to chemicals. But why shouldn't you rely on PPE alone to control the risk? You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher. So what are the pros and cons of taking salary from a startup business? Well, of course, most new businesses need startup funds, obviously. Now, these usually come from the business owners, but where it's run through a company, the two most common ways to provide the funds is by paying for shares in the company or lending to it. Now, there are pros and cons to both, as always, but loans are more flexible because it's easier to get your money back with minimal fuss and admin. What's more, there are no tax consequences. Why? Well, when your company repays money you have lent, it's tax and NI free, but there is a small trap, and that is that your company won't be able to repay you until it can afford to. This seems to rule out paying you a salary until then, but it means you'll miss out on some tax reliefs. So what is the position on tax and paying you a salary? Well, for every pound of salary your company pays you, it's entitled to corporation tax relief of 19p. Now, 19% is obviously the current CT rate, but do remember that this will rise to 25% in April 2023. Even where paying a salary results in the company making a loss, it can claim the CT relief against the profits or other income it generates in future. The other side of the tax coin is that salary is taxable income for you and is liable to NI for you and your company, but not in all circumstances. Depending on how much other income you might have, For example, you might have none if you're living off savings until the company gets going. You may not have to pay any tax on your salary. And in most cases, national insurance can be avoided too. Let's give you an example. So in May 2022, Sarah and two former colleagues used money that they received from their redundancy payoffs to fund a new business. They each advanced the company they set up, of which they are the director shareholders, £50,000 as a loan. They expect the company will be able to, to restart to start repaying this in three months' time. For the next year, they will live off their savings and the loan repayments, so they therefore don't plan to take salaries. In fact, this is really poor tax strategy. Why? Well, Sarah and her colleagues should each take a salary equal to at least their tax-free allowance, which for 2022-23 is £12,570. As they have no other taxable income, ignoring the small amounts of interest they get on their savings, which to be honest will probably be pitiful, there would be no tax to pay on their salary, neither would they or their company have to pay an eye. 
What's more, the company receives CT relief. Now, although Sarah thinks that the company can't afford to pay them, she isn't aware of a quirk in the tax rules for directors. What is it? Ah, interestingly, while employees are treated as, as receiving their salary when they get it, the position is actually different for directors. For tax and NI purposes, they are treated as receiving salary when it's approved by the company. In other words, the cash doesn't have to leave the company's coffers for it to, to, for it to count as salary paid. Instead, it's an IOU for which Sarah and her friends is added to the £50,000 the company already owes each of them. As we've already mentioned, when this is repaid, it has no tax or NI consequences. And there's another good reason for paying a salary. Where it exceeds the NI lower earnings limit, which is £6,396 for 22-23, it will count towards entitlement to Sarah and her colleagues' state pensions. So, in summary... Paying a salary that doesn't exceed your tax-free allowances and NI threshold means that your company receives corporation tax relief without any tax or, or NI cost for you or it. It also counts towards your entitlement to the state pension. Importantly, for directors, your company doesn't need to pay the salary. It can preserve its cash by treating it as an IOU. Anyway, we hope you found this summary helpful. So why shouldn't you rely on PPE alone to help manage the risks associated with workers exposed to chemicals? After all, it seems a sensible thing to do. And otherwise, what's the point of PPE? Well, HSD statistics show that, in fact, 22% of ill health reports are due to occupational lung disease caused by exposure to chemicals. So, on that basis... Why wouldn't you rely on PPE? Well, there are pros and cons, as you'd expect. PPE for protection against chemical hazards is readily, readily available. It's often cheap. It's a visible commitment to your workers and, you know, they normally tolerate it well. However, if you're, if you're solely reducing the risk with PPE, it means that you're not controlling the hazardous source, which will still be present and could affect others in the vicinity who don't have the PPE. Also, some hazards can't be seen or smelled, so might not be obvious to workers, and the success or otherwise of PPE alone depends on worker behaviour and whether they fully understand why it has been used. Over-reliance can also dilute the intent. For example, if everyone wears a high-vis vest in the office, it won't be so notable in a service yard and people will become blind to it. Don't forget, though, that PPE might be needed as a control measure in other areas, for example, for noise, falls, etc. So what's the best approach? Well, you always need to start with an understanding of what the hazard is and assess the impact it may have. Don't rely purely on the material safety data sheet as your assessment, as this only tells you the properties of the substance. You need to understand what form the chemical is in, for example, dust, vapour, mist, how it can enter the body through inhalation, absorption, absorption, ingestion, etc., and what type of illness or injury and its severity may result. What are the alternative controls? Well, you'll need to reduce exposure by applying engineering controls, such as substitution of the chemical, good ventilation, or simply better housekeeping, such as clearing up spillages quickly, which can stop slips, trips and falls, possible absorption and acid burns. You then need to consider management controls such as safe systems of work and good training and finally individual controls in the form of suitable PPE. In summary, 
Relying on PPE alone shows that you're not controlling the hazard by other means. Instead, aim to eliminate the substitute aim to eliminate or substitute the chemicals and apply safe systems of work. Can you believe it? We've reached the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back again soon. And next time, we'll be considering the optimum director's shareholder salary for 2022-23. Plus, can you cut pay for permanent homeworking as a well-known law firm in London has done? But for now, thank you for sharing your time with us and goodbye. You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk.